Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525 from the streets of melrose park to the trading floor of the merc he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned and now with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in america he's here to seize back our rights from the government with a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other. He's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. We got a lot of news on a Tuesday. A lot of atrocities from the Fourth Reich. When I saw the AOC with her... Th- who knows how many thousands of dollars dress, tax the rich on the back, and the irony of a $35,000 ticket, I thought to myself, only a moron or a corrupt mafia boss would support this kind of fool. But I say that every time I see a Democrat. Elder and the, and the uh, recall vote. Come on. It's like Cook County. The vote is rigged. Thousands of people, you're only going to hear about hundreds, believe me, voted and they have no idea. What about the dead people? Just like Cook County. This is their scam. Until you come up with a system that can be audited by the actual voters in real time, this is going to be our future. This kind of skullduggery is commonplace for the Democrat mafia. Is it even worth paying attention to? We know what's going to happen. Stolen. Same exact thing as always. And then I was thinking, should we really talk about shark-eyed blink? And if you notice, I didn't really play a lot of clips. Because if I'm going to be lied to, and I'd only prefer it's, it's accompanied by cleavage, I don't want it to be by a typical, butter-handed, dead-eyed fraud like Anthony Blinken. That's why I can barely tolerate the moron diaper Biden clips, although I do like watching him walk on stage. It's like watching a baby walk on wet grass. It's phenomenal. How stupid these Democrat voters are. And what is the culmination of Democrat stupidity? It has to be Chicago, Illinois. It has to be. It's not only the communist capital of America. It's where the most incompetent, the most corrupt, the most outright theft, fraud, and misappropriation is commonplace. So when I heard that little Lori Lightfoot dressed as her, in her mentalist costume, like she was a detective from the 30s. When I see her in that Jiminy Cricket costume, all it's missing is a top hat. I laugh every time. I want to tell her, you're really not a man, but go ahead, you keep dressing like one. I find it amusing. But the reality is, it's horrific conditions that she has created, along with her entire party. Hundred years, one party rule. The city is such a sewer They have to bribe people to come in, bribe them. They hire these actors. They put on their little police costumes and they pretend to be Commissioner Gordon. And it's one giant comedy show. Of course, if you're not a victim of the crime. And now that's getting really hard to hide. 
the victims of this crime. In the last hour, our newsroom counted at least 62 people shot from Friday at 5 p.m. until this morning. Six of those people died. What you're looking at right now is a map of where all of the shootings happened. 11 of the people shot were under 18 years old. CBS 2's Mugu Odigwe is live at Georgia Hospital where a teenager is being treated after a shooting this morning. Mugu. Yeah, good morning. The victim in this particular shooting is a 16-year-old boy. Police say he was walking his dog when he was shot. So here's a look at the scene. You can see an officer here taking pictures of evidence markers on the ground. Police tape is blocking off the entrance to this alley with even more evidence markers out there. This is near Lemonton Avenue and Monroe in the South Austin neighborhood. Police. All right, that's enough of Muga. Whatever happened to, like, Carol and Diane? We got reporters named Muga? It's like a Disney cartoon. So Muga was talking about the 16-year-old. We've got carjackings on first dates. You've heard this story. She saw the signs and instantly knew something was wrong. A Chicago woman targeted by carjackers while on a first date. Yeah, don't worry. It'll be a second date. Don't worry about it. And what is the city of Chicago's answer and Commissioner Gordon in his costume? City of Chicago plans to fight crime by suing gang members to try to seize their assets. What good is that going to do the 16-year-old shot? What good is that going to do the carjacking victims? What good is that going to do anybody except the city of Chicago? Because what it does is kind of brings out into the light. You're just a partner, a profiteer of the crime. You don't mind the crime because 99% of the scum committing the crime, you've let out of jail. You had them and you let them go. They're out on bond. They're the they're the victims, right? This is the new social justice. Boy, oh boy, does it suck. I warned you, socialism isn't about thriving. It's about pulling everybody down into that sewer where you're all equally miserable. You're all equally helpless and hopeless, and you're all equal victims. And who profits? The idea that this is being tolerated that this is being entertained. This, in essence, means the city of Chicago is outright profiting from the drug dealers, from the murderers, from the carjackers, from the cockroaches that have destroyed the city. And do they want to stop it? Do they want to imprison them? Or in my world, you know, when you kill a 16-year-old or a 7-year-old, I think you should hang, hang on Grand Avenue, just like the sneakers. Hang, hang them. That, that's what will stop it. But instead, we're going to sue them. Oh, and well, who gets the money, Lightfoot? What, are you going to spend it on more vests so you could pretend to be Sherlock Holmes? It's Megan Dwyer live from CPD headquarters with that story. Megan. Micah and Ray, the mayor made this announcement late last week. Uh, some people, though, don't really like her proposal. They say it's not specific enough and the same kind of mechanism has not worked well in the suburbs. Listen to what they're entertaining rather than making it stop, making it safe. I'm sorry, this is outrageous. And this is being reported as if it's a viable alternative. I think we're going to sue them. You know, this is what happens when you incentivize bureaucracies. How many people out there know that when the EPA finds a company, the EPA, the bureaucracy, gets 50% of it? little walking around money so they could throw their parties in Vegas where they could all hit on their secretaries. That's how it really works. They don't mind if you pollute. Just go ahead. Pay for the pollution. Just like the IRS. Same scam. They keep it and they go to Vegas and party up like they were actual men and they made money. This is pay-to-play corruption. That's what this is. 
It's just dressed up like it's supposed to disincentivize the scum among us. Today, Chicago police tell me they have no doubt it will work here in Chicago. Oh, it'll work. It'll they're work. They're flashing the, the guns. They're flashing money. They're flashing uh, this lifestyle that gets cars and jewelry. It's jewelry, Commissioner Dummy. Jewelry. It's not, uh, you know, the idea that we import these morons to pretend to be policemen is offensive enough. But the idea he comes out and sells this as anything other than what it is. Where does the money go, Commissioner Moron? Does it go in your coffers? Who gets the money? You want to be clear on that? In fact, what does the city do with all the money it gets? You know, when it finds the red light district for the carjacked victim, like the like the 70-year-old woman had her carjacked, this scumbag cockroach drove through a red light. She's got to pay the ticket. I think I've had enough of this. I mean, it. you know, obviously I personally did. And so do my clients because they're running from this. But it's a shame that you have destroyed, destroyed the city. And it glamorizes this this lifestyle. The guns, money, cars. That's exactly what the city now wants to take from Chicago's most violent gang members. You know, it's two hundred thousand dollars per shooting victim when you average it all out. You know how many of these kids, thousands upon thousands, are crippled, paraplegic, quadriplegic, lives are changed forever, permanently on disability. Thousands and thousands of people. Does a dollar of the money you seize go to pay those bills? See, because the city of Chicago has been buffering that cost. By the way, these are the CPS students. All of them. All CPS students. 28000 a year to pay these scumbags to pretend to go to school. Then they get out, they shoot you, they rob you. It's just all wonderful, isn't it? Socialism is such a success. We have an opportunity to bring these violent street gangs into civil court, out of the shadows, expose them for what they are, and if we're successful, and I think we will be, take their assets and the profit moment for... You have to be an absolute moron to vote for this fraud. Or, or, you're like that developer in Winnetka, where you're a shady son of a dog. You're a shady bastard. And you know that if you pay $5,000 and you have your friends come and bribe her, you're going to get those TIF agreements. You're going to get those special permits. You're going to get the property from the tax auctions and an extremely good deal. You know, like the scum lawyers that already live in those areas. Real good scam if you can get in on it. Killing our babies. Today, the mayor proposed the babies. Now she cares about the babies. Killing the babies. Is this, is this after the mother decides not to kill him? Or you're okay with that one, too? Now you don't like the killing of the babies. To be a Democrat, you really are an utter moron or an utter mafia boss. Lawyers to sue gang members in civil court. It'll work here in Chicago. It uh, has worked on a federal scale. Civil asset forfeiture has long been used by the federal government to take money from big-time drug dealers. And fund the CIA and steal the money. And sell the property out of the back door to your friends, to your connected friends, to the friends that have $5,000 of plate fundraisers for you. So you want to know where this money is going to go, where these assets are going to go? This is going to keep that mafia greased wheels going. It is such a, such a horrific scam. Next to the tax auction fraud in which the, the lawyers, the scum Democrat lawyers and all their cohorts have made Hundreds of billions since the time Chicago has been incorporated. This 
This might be one of my favorite scams. Even suburban prosecutors have done it for years with mixed results. In order to really make an impact, you have to hit it. Going to work like honest people, paying our taxes out of our check, trying to get ahead, trying to be a good citizen. Look who's profiting from all of this. There's not one mention of the victims in this whole plan. Take what uh, really matters most to a person. Police departments and... What really matters most to a person is freedom, you stupid son of a dog. That's what really matters. So if you say, if you carjack somebody and say you're a scumbag kid and you carjack somebody, now you get 45 years. Now when you get out, you're going to be an old man. See, that, that will make it like Disneyland. Or you could do this. If you carjack somebody, you qualify for no social benefits. That's it. No more government cheese for you. From your rent paid to your food to all the nonsense that keeps these ghettos relatively quiet, you get nothing. Then maybe you could see some flourishing businesses. Prosecutors' offices are able to keep all the stuff they take. Critics say Lightfoot's plan lacks details about what would happen to that stuff and who. That's on purpose. It lacks details because they want to sell it. They want to profit from it. They're not interested in stopping the crime. They're interested in you sitting idly by while they profit from it. More than they do when they get to use this as an excuse for more government money to more programs of which only they're connected get it. Maybe this is the result of 100 years of this kind of incompetence and corruption being rewarded by re-election. What do you think? You think maybe it is? I think it is. And then, ultimately, when, the, when the, the main thoroughfares that they pretended were good areas, the Gold Coast, Michigan Avenue, when even the, the, the major retailers start to pull out, they got a new idea. You know what their new idea is? This is a statewide issue. This is a nationwide issue. And that's why we're creating this task force. The Illinois Attorney General creates a new team to crack down on crime at retail stores. This isn't for petty shoplifters. These crimes are organized, increasing, and often violent. And perpetrated by CPS students. So now they're going to have a new task force. What's that made up of? It's going to be a bunch of guys walking around pretending to do something. Because this is the result of 100 years of this incompetence and corruption. You think it's going to get better because of Kwame Raoul? Or because Lightfoot, in her man vest, is going to start profiting from the thefts? It's just going to keep getting worse because that's what Democrats do. They fail. They steal. They profit from it. 312-642-5600. I'll take your calls. You know what's great about this scam? After you sue these Morphodites, now they qualify for more cheese. You got to love it. Everybody wins. Except, of course, the kids that are shot. The women who are carjacked and raped. The victims of the crime themselves. But the government gets to win because they love a good cockroach. They love it. They get the profit. We're going to give you more cheese, better housing, more food, little walking around money. Let's not forget health care. And all you got to do is continue to vote for these freaks. We tell you our Democrats. You in? I think you are. It's going to be splendid. You're going to love it. All right, let's go to your calls. Dave in Downers Grove. Hey, Sean. I brought this up a while ago. I've been talking about it all for, for a long time. You know, this COVID scam has been um, uh, not a problem with transportation around the world, but, you know, if these Democrats never think nothing out, go along with this tax mandate, you're going to see, see thousands of trucks not on the road. And 
we're going to have a real problem in this country. Yeah. Well, you called too early. That's that's going to be next segment. Thank you, Dave, for the call. Lloyd, Gary, Indiana. Hey, how you doing today, Sean? Good, Lloyd. You know what I'm wondering about? I'm sorry. What I'm wondering about is why don't they use the RICO Act, racketeering and organized crime? You can identify them as gangbangers. Why can't you identify them as racketeering and organized crime? Because that would, fit, up, that, would fit K Street, that would fit K Street and the lobbyists. I mean, if you really wanted to use the RICO Act, I think you could use it for every lobbyist and every PAC and every politician who owns a PAC, like Clyborne, like Pelosi, like the rest of them, like, like uh, Harry Reid now. Right. Uh, right. So, you know, the RICO Act is only used against people that are not actually in on that scam at that moment. It's only used. Yeah, but you know what politicians do? they got to make a new law instead of enforcing the ones that are already on the books because they work. Exactly. That's exactly right. And not a mention, not a mention of prison time. Not a mention. Not a mention of, of, of taking these roaches off the street. This is literally where you have now decided... I want to cut any action, so I'm going to take your stuff. What are we going to do with it? I don't know. We'll figure it out later. Who's the it, bigger gang, the gang members or the government? I've always. That's why do you think I call them the mafia? The mafia there are not go. three Italian guys discussing the spread or the line on a game. The mafia is Lori Lightfoot and the Chicago Democrats and the rest exactly. of those parts. Thank you very much, Lloyd. I appreciate it. Chuck, Northwest Side. Yeah, Sean, uh, in Cook County, they charge you a nickel around for ammunition, and that was supposed to stop gangbangers who have pocketfuls of money. And uh, they said it was also to pay for health care for uh, people that were shot. I'd like to see the figures on how much money is actually spent on what it's supposed to be spent on. And when you buy the, when you buy the lottery ticket, when you buy the lottery ticket, wasn't that supposed to fund the schools? Hey there. All right, we lost Chuck. Hello? Craig, Mount Greenwood. Hey, Sean, thanks for taking my call. Listen, they're these rotten Marxist, socialist, uh, so-called leaders, uh, mayors and everything of all these uh, Democrat-run cities, I mean, they'll never come up with a solution or idea that basically is successful. They don't want this to be corrected. They love this. Leftist Marxists love to destroy our country and destroy everything, and they love the carnage and all of the uh, crime and everything. They'll never solve it. They can figure out ways to make money off of it, and they can use it for excuses to go after law-abiding citizens, but they don't want to do anything to mess with their criminal element that basically they love what they're doing. I agree with you. And, and, the, and the reality of, of, of what Craig said is the fix that they propose to try to solve things. This will solve nothing. This will enrich the policymakers that have created the policies that have destroyed the city. And the outrage is from people who already moved out or people who want to move out or Republicans. The Democrats can't get enough of this. The Democrats think this is a good idea because what they're interested in is the government becoming more rich, the government controlling the assets of people more than a climate in which people can actually thrive and be safe and succeed. If that's not the case, they would have fixed all of their policies. But they're not interested in that. David in Lansing. Uh, hey, Sean. Thanks for taking my call. The left likes to trust the science, so let's use the science of statistics. Let's compare Mayor Giuliani and the crime rate in New York City, another big city, compared to 
uh, Daly slash uh, Obama's ex-chief of staff, Mitt, uh, who was it, Emmanuel, and then Lightfoot. Let's see the trends in the statistics compared oh. to New York City over Chicago. And let's trust the science liberals like Steve from uh, no, they don't on the like, line and all hey, these you got to correct it. They don't like science. They like bought and paid for propaganda dressed up as science. Science, fact, reality, destroys every policy a Democrat ever had. What they like are technocrats that they own. They don't like anything that, resu- that, that ends in the result of, look, it's right before your eyes. Look at the difference in the way cities are run when they have different philosophical uh, politicians. Look, it's right in front of you. Look at it. They don't want to look at it. Right. They'd rather lie about it. Thanks for the call. All right, I'll be back. Um, with your calls and comments after this. The economic devastation done by the actions of politicians while they blame the virus is really something that will not be quantified for 100 years. The businesses that were in business that no longer are in business, that cannot come back. The businesses that would have been started that no longer will be started. The true chain of events and the reality and how it changed the trajectory of the American economy can only be guessed at. The Chicago economy was faltering anyway. The idea that these politicians and their inept, corrupt actions will make it so that Chicago or Cook County or Illinois, for that matter, will be a hub of thriving private economy and entrepreneur success, it's, it's not going to happen. I'm sorry, it's just not. As you watch them flail, the blind mice, most of whom never really did anything in life except learn how to spin a tale of mysticism, of the utopia that the Soviet socialists keep promising but can never deliver, the same philosophy that's destroyed countries. They're now just simply in it, for the absolute and total control of it. They could give a rip about the people. Because everywhere they rule, if you look at Chicago in total, it's a sewer. Where, where's the good area of Chicago right now? Where are the people not afraid to be carjacked? Where are the people not afraid to be shot or robbed? Where are the people not afraid to be taxed out of their homes? The seniors, the costs of everything that they keep telling you, no, 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 it's just an illusion. It's transitory. You know what's not transitory? Political failure. It's not transitory. It's here to stay. It's a shame. I was very busy today working with Chicagoans. Very busy. And um, it's great. You know, I love it. I, I love that I'm solving their problem. But I hate what they've done to that city. I hate it. It's a disgrace. The people are given no choice. Just truly victims. And they're either willfully ignorant, happy slaves, or they're in on the scheme. That's just where it is. And as you hear this trust fund baby, whose entire family has profited from the stupidity and the corruption of Illinois and politics in general, when you hear this fraud of a man, this poor thing, his wife thinks orgasm is a planet next to Pluto. Poor guy. Poor lady. When you hear him tell you that you're going to love this, it's going to be a greener new state. And this is for your own good that your taxes are, or your, your energy costs are going to go up. They don't want you to re- realize we are literally guaranteeing massive hundreds of billions of dollars to the very company that bribed the 
Democrat mafia boss Mike Madigan, the one who will never see a day in jail or maybe never even be tried. This is the company that is responsible to a certain extent for the kind of corruption that we think is normal. And listen, it's all going to be great because you know what? The eco-Nazis in the Fourth Reich, they tell you this is going to be a wonderful, it's going to really change Illinois all around. Illinois is going to be one of the leading states in the nation when it comes to addressing climate change. Governor Pritzker late today, minutes after the state Senate approved it, indicated he will sign into law a 1,000-page long energy proposal. Do you know how much scam is in 1,000 pages written by Chicago Democrats? Can you even fathom it? Each page, each page is probably steeped with a billion dollars worth of scams. No question about it. Includes the biggest utility rate increase in the history of Illinois. But supporters predict it will help entrepreneurs create thousands of new clean energy jobs. Our political editor Mike Flannery is here to explain. Critics of the proposal warn it would reduce reliability of the electric grid here because it forces the eventual shutdown of all gas and... Now, do you know what that's based on? Texas. People don't know this. Texas is the state that relies on the most boondoggle called green energy. Texas. Texas is the one that when the weather gets too cold, hundreds of thousands of people go without power. Right now, the storm blew through, blew through multiple states, but only Texas has 400,000 people without electricity because their little windmills blew over. Their, Their solar panels blew off the roof. Now what do you do? You could punt, unless, of course, you have natural gas, but that's at a at an eight-year high as well. Natural gas is at an eight-year high. That's transitory inflation. If you're an older person and you live on a on a fixed income, if you have Social Security or if you have a small pension, whatever it is, can you afford any kind of increase to your energy or your taxes or your food? Because when a Democrat is in power, whether it's your local area, your state, whether it's the national you're going to pay more for everything. And you're going to be told how great this is for you and and uh, and the future, even though it destroys it. How much of this BS? I can't even believe there's a Democrat party. I have to tell you, as I, as I go over all this news, who are the morons that vote for this gaga? Coal-fired power plants, including the Prairie State coal plant built after signing 35-year contracts with several suburbs. Those living in St. Charles, Geneva, and Batavia will be stuck, stuck, paying off long-term debt for energy they will not be receiving from Prairie State. Good. Good for every one of you that lived there and voted for this fat slob of a man. Good. Pay, stupid. Pay. I say that on behalf of the victims of your corruption, of your stupidity, of your ignorance. Pay. It's just a shame they take the good people with them. Senior citizen lobby group AARP estimates the measure would raise electric utility bills by $180 a year on a typical consumer. Supporters say it's worth it to combat climate change, to keep Illinois' fleet of nuclear power plants operating, and to fund new clean energy jobs. And to make sure Exelon and ComEd can bribe Democrat politicians. See, that's what it's really about. So all of you people that think, ah, it's no big deal. I can increase it. By the way, whatever they estimate, times it by three, add two, and you're close. This is so that they can bribe Democrats. That's why Democrats passed it. But we're all pretending 
that this idiot who took over for Mike Madigan isn't a hand puppet, which he is, which they all are. The greatest mafia boss in world history is not some Sicilian heroin dealer, billionaire. The greatest mafia boss in, a, in, in world history is Mike Madigan and the Chicago Mafia Democrats because even when they're out, their scams keep going. We're talking tens of thousands of jobs, not just at these plants, but tens of thousands of jobs that will be created, not just in Chicago, but in southern Illinois. Well, that's poppycock. And by the way, the ones who get them will be their foot soldiers, just like the same guys who got all the jobs, who went around and frauded all the votes. Those are the jobs. Isn't it great to create those jobs? By the way, they're not really they're not real jobs. They're fake jobs. They're subsidized jobs, subsidized with corruption, subsidized with public money, subsidized with this increase. They, they don't exist except for the politicians corrupting the system, pretending they're jobs. So it's their entire existence is tax money or debt, their entire existence. Then they pretend they're taxpayers instead of just different versions of welfare who pretend they go to work every day. Scam. Beautiful if you're in on it. Don Bloomingdale. Yeah, all while there's blood in the streets, and then this morning I hear on the news that the city council, one of their first orders of business today was negotiating whether or not they should ban plastic silverware on takeout orders to keep us more green. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> think, about, think about this, Don. What do they have aside from force, mandates, and banning? That's all the Democrats. That's why they're the Fourth Reich. You know, Don, I want that to stick. The American Democrat is the fourth Reich. They're not only selling the same nonsense that Adolf Hitler and the the original Nazis, the ones that were well-dressed, are sold. They're willing to implement the same tyranny, the same force, the same mandates. I've got a story. Elizabeth Warren wants uh, to lean on Bezos to get uh, certain books taken off of his site that she doesn't like that talk about freedom and Americanism and their anti-Marxism. Yeah, this is now common. The American Democrat force on every front, and, by the way, they're banning books and free speech that rebukes their fascism, just like the original Nazis. I mean, aside from the evil boss, I don't see much of a difference. I don't. At at least the guys in the neighborhood used to break your legs. If I'm going to get extorted and shaken down, give me the full Monty. Give me the full experience. But who's going to come to my house? The 400-pound beanbag with a pumpkin on it with his butter hands? I don't think so. Between the mandate and the taxes, he's going to leave real sorry. His wife might be titillated, however. Thank you very much. I appreciate the call. I'll be back after this. I I must admit, I was a little surly today. And I don't know if it was Norm MacDonald. I love that. I really did. When the Clintons were abusing the country... He was phenomenal on SNL. I mean, truly phenomenal. Not like these idiots today. I just love them. I love the, the approach when he got fired. Phenomenal. It's my niece's birthday, Anna. Love her to death. And uh, I'm out of town. I can't go to the party. You know, it's a big thing. Cake and coffee. It's big when you're Italian. Love that stuff. Kids running around. Don't get to see that. But I spent the day with a wonderful, wonderful uh, customers customer in particular, and, you know, show them around. And, and since I've been here, I've shown I don't know how many places, and mainly to people like us. And I'm always astonished when they look at the property taxes and when they look at the quality of their life down here and they look at the schools, the way things are supposed to be. 
And I tell people all the time, it's, it's, it, it was the same for me. When you realize you don't have to pretend that this corruption, this failure, and these lack of options are your only destiny. You don't have to live like this. It's a shame. But Democrats will never change for the idea of right. They don't know right from wrong. They're trying to ease into wrong so that you accept it, so that you buy these Hobson choices. What we saw this, this flaccid fascist, this, this embarrassment of a human being, Joe Biden, due to our country during his speech on Thursday. It was something I, I didn't think I'd see in my lifetime in this country. I really didn't. I was so proud of the answer from DeSantis, and I don't know how many people understand why. It's not just to take a contrarian approach to anything Democrats do. It's because he's, he's steeped in those principles of Americanism, of liberty and freedom, in the way every politician is supposed to be when they swear to uphold our Constitution, which is built on the individual sovereignty and freedom of us. We pretend these Democrats are Americans. They're not. They are the Fourth Reich. Every policy they have is control, extortion, force, or banning. It doesn't change unless you change, unfortunately. I want Rabine, I want Bailey to have a chance. Do you really think at this stage of what Illinois' solutions are, the way they pay off the corruptors, that things are going to change? From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Certain faults. To me, things are either right or they're wrong. It's that simple, especially in the policies that are government issues, and especially in the actions that people take. It's simply right and wrong. You could justify murder. People do. You could justify stealing. People do. You could justify virtually anything. But you cannot justify treason to me. There's no justification for a military general to call Beijing. None. Absolutely none. There's a book out called Peril, Bob Woodward, Robert Costa. And in the book, they talk about this lookalike for Mike and Molly. He looks like Mike Biggs. I guess his name is Mark Milley. He's a baggy-eyed moron. His whole career in the, uh, in the military, I'd like to know how much money he's been bribed by certain um, defense contractors and whatnot, but that's aside from the fact of how our reality works in the military. He is directly um, responsible, he's the Joint Chiefs Chairman, for the debacle in Talabadistan, formerly Afghanistan. He is directly responsible for day 15 of the American hostage in Talabadistan. He's a disgrace, and if you want to give him the benefit of the doubt, he's a moron. He's an incompetent boob. But if you want to look at things through the lens of reality, he's full of treason. 
It appears by the allegations in this book that I, I guess for right now are allegations. After the Capitol riot, he believed that Trump may launch nukes. So without the authority of the White House, he contacted Beijing. You know Beijing, the ones with the only Communist Party that imprisons people, tortures people, lies, cheats, and steals. The one that um, Hunter Biden is backed by in his um, being the, the, the economic renaissance man that he is. I think he heads up an investment fund. Hmm, that's just normal. But if you're a Democrat and you vote for Lightfoot, that's no big deal. However, this is treason. The allegation is treason. And there was all kinds of committees. In fact, they're calling that January 6th, where a bunch of people decided to rub their ass on the stapler of Nancy Pelosi, an insurrection, where a veteran was shot, an unarmed veteran, shot in the neck, where the insurrection took place without any weapons, no weapons, where they had to lie about the death of a Capitol Police officer, also known as the cushiest job in law enforcement where their biggest problem was how to smuggle the girls in for not just Clinton, but every other political whore and the scum that inhabits our capital. Insurrection. Gee, I think somebody, do you think that there would have been more organization, more people, and perhaps a weapon or two at an insurrection? They've managed to milk this to divert attention from what was really happening. The upper echelon of the military, the upper echelon was circumventing the commander-in-chief they were making calls to American enemies, unbeknownst to the commander-in-chief of the military. That is treason. It does explain why we would leave $83 billion worth of weapons. It really does. It does explain why in a matter of hours, days, the Taliban, the terrorist scum that they are, were able to ravage a country where we've wasted trillions of dollars and thousands upon thousands when you include the injured of American soldiers. It appears that the upper echelon of our military is colluding with enemies of the country. And yet all of our inside traders, we pretend our congressmen and senators, they're not interested in that. They're interested in some moron with a furry hat rubbing his ass on Nancy Pelosi's stapler as an insurrection. When we have been the victims of a coup d'etat, that's what it is. And what's the penalty for this scum? I wanted to ask you about Sunday's drone strike. Uh, can you take us back to that morning? You have Intel This is when he ISIS killed our assistant and his seven children. I wanted to ask you about Sunday's drone strike. Uh, can you take us back to that morning? You have intel that ISIS-K is plotting another attack. The military spots a vehicle that you believe is uh, full of carrying explo explosives. Come on, Mike Biggs. You uh, and we take the car out with a drone strike. And reports now say that we may have uh, that ten civilians, as many as ten civilians, may have been may have been killed. Um, because of the urgent threat environment at the time, do preliminary assessments indicate that we may have rushed, relaxed, or waived altogether some of the normal checks and balances that we do before a strike like that? Uh, a couple of things. One is, as we always do on all of these things, we initiate an investigation. We're reviewing all the, the video and all that. Well, let's review your connection to the Taliban. Let's review the plot 
to enrich the Taliban with $83 billion of American weaponry. I sure you disabled a few helicopters here and there. But you now killed one of our allies who was helping America. Why should I think that's a mistake and not you acting as a liaison to the Taliban? Because after all, you wanted to call Beijing and let them know you were on their side in the event Trump wanted to take military actions while he was still the commander-in-chief. See, that's treason, and you should hang. What do you think of that? Too harsh? I know I should stop yelling, but I'm all fired up. I don't like treason. I don't like traitors. I don't like liars and frauds and scumbags. I don't even like incompetence. If we just want to buy the ticket of what the Democrats always say, we're sorry, we're just stupid. That's not good enough for me anymore. Not good enough. Because I feel a lot like what Rand Paul said today. I thought he said it perfectly. I've advocated for an end to the Afghan war for over a decade. I'm glad it's finally over. But never in my worst nightmares could I have imagined that an administration would leave and leave $80 billion worth of weaponry to the Taliban. Dozens of planes and helicopters, thousands of armored carriers, hundreds of thousands of automatic weapons, And worst of all, 13 of our brave young men and women. Never in my worst nightmares did anyone or conceive of such a colossal incompetence. Abandoning Bagram Air Force Base will be remembered as one of the worst military decisions in our history. Holding no one accountable, having everyone circle the wagons and say, hey, we all agreed abandoning Bagram Air Force Base was a great idea. This is going to be remembered by the people. Holding no one accountable for letting the base go, it will be remembered. When you look at it through the prism of traders making these decisions, it makes sense. I mean, how else could the decisions be so bad by the so-called military intelligentsia? Because they're traders. Because they were working and colluding and collaborating with American enemies like Beijing. We have, after all, in the book what appears to be a very, very good allegation. After all, it's Bob Woodward. He's loved by the American Marxists, by the American communists. His word's good enough for me in this case. What do you say we get one of those um, committees together? Woo. Let's put on everybody who dated and slept with a Chinese Matahari, also known as a political whore getting information from one of our congressmen. Good enough for me. I mean, when you really look at it as instead of incompetence, but intended treason. ...made that I think were utterly indefensible. Number one, abandoning the Bagram airfield, giving it to the Taliban. That is a decision... Makes sense if you're rooting or working with the Taliban. Makes a lot of sense all of a sudden. ...vision that a hundred years from now will be studied at war colleges... As a colossal strategic mistake, giving up two secure airfields, necessitating an evacuation from a dense urban environment, a commercial airport, which led tragically to the suicide bombings and murders that killed 13 American servicemen and women. Had we been evacuating from Bagram with a secure perimeter, the odds are are quite high. That attack either wouldn't have happened, or if it had happened, it would have been far less severe in its consequences. Secondly, the Biden administration giving the Taliban a list of Americans and of Afghans we wanted out. Think about it from the prism of collaborating with our enemies. It all makes sense. I'm curious, Roland, from the Sunday show, 
with your big giant head in your $3,000 moron suit? Is the white domestic terrorist still the biggest threat to the American people? Or is it our military-industrial complex collaborating and benefiting the enemy of America? Third, the decision to leave Americans behind. Hundreds of Americans, perhaps more, perhaps thousands, thousands of green card holders, tens of thousands of Afghans who assisted the U.S. military. The Biden administration abandoned them and left them behind. And fourth, leaving billions of dollars of American military equipment that the Taliban will now. Boy, that would make sense. And you know what? It would also lead to decisions like when Bill Clinton gave all of our technology on weaponry to the Chinese. Hmm. Starting to make a lot of sense, huh, Millie? Uh, but having said that, you know, what do we know? What do we don't know? What do we think sort of thing? Talk uh, at the at the time. And I think this is still valid. Uh, we had very good intelligence uh, that ISIS-K was preparing uh, a specific type vehicle uh, at a specific type location. Uh, we monitored that through various means. Looks like you work to benefit ISIS-K to me. I mean, after all, you killed a guy that helped us and you killed his kids. But. Barack Obama, over 90% of the drone strikes were civilians. Hmm. Seems to me that the American Democrats really, really benefit the enemies of America. I mean, they certainly aren't harming them. Certainly don't have policies to make them poorer. Hmm. I guess when you look at it through the results, you can only come to certain conclusions. And those conclusions are, Millie not only was... Calling Beijing, he was rooting for the Taliban. 312-642-5600. I'll be back. I like this one breathe a little bit. I like it. Yeah, what's going to be? Gee, I wonder if in this 5.5 trillion, they say, in 10 years, which we really know it will be 8 or 9 I wonder if these military guys get more money. I wonder if they get uh, bigger budgets, bigger bribes. I wonder if there's any penalty for the uh, the defense contractors who, who like to buy them things like dinner, hookers, and boats. I wonder if that's all still allowed. Hmm. Would make a lot of sense as to if they had a guy in there who wanted to change the way we thought about our military intervention to make sure he never wins again. Or, or... I guess that justification for calling the enemies of America because you were worried that he was going to nuke somebody. You lying, fat, useless, corrupt pig. I know it's not polite. I know I'm not polite. I'm not. I'm not polished. But I'm telling you what's real. This is what really happened. The truth doesn't have manners. It's ugly. But if you're a size 18, you got yoga pants on, stop asking people how you look. If you don't want the truth, the truth is ugly. And the truth is this son of a dog is a treasonous rat who should be not only drum out of the military, but imprisoned for the rest of his life. If you get soft butter handed on me. Otherwise, I'm very big with that Yandarm thing. Tom in Blue Island. Sean, how you doing, buddy? Good. How are you? Quick question for you, and it's the oldest question that we've been hearing for the last six years or whatever. What if this had happened under President Obama? What if the general of the milit- of the Joint Chiefs had gone behind Obama's back 
and made an arrangement with another country. And what if what if Trump was the one lobbing missiles and killing people without any kind of? I got an answer for you. I'm thinking about this. When Snowden broke the news that the institutions under Obama's control were surveilling the American people, when he broke the news that they were building the technology to monitor every dollar you ever had, what happened to that guy? He was called a traitor, wasn't he? Snowden. Absolutely. What happened to the guy who created the site that allowed patriots to put information about just the kind of corruption and fraud that was in the Obama administration to air them so that the American people saw him. What happened to him? I think he's still in prison, isn't he? He, got the white he was, he was, he was smeared as a traitor against America. Mm-hmm. So I had to answer And that's what happens. See, because... Yes, sir, buddy. What, what happened when Obama was found out that 90% of his drone strikes killed innocent people is that the Democrats in Code Pink, they went away. They went from being outside George Bush's ranch to voting for Democrats. In fact, those people right now are the ones that are frauding the vote in California so that the elitist... The billionaire Newsom can continue to ruin that state. That's why, you know what, Tom, as I talk to you, wouldn't it be great if all our tax dollars only went for us, all our tax dollars, if all of our programs, all of the government, we just separated this country. Let the Democrats and the corrupt scum go amongst themselves. Let them take the military, the guys who want to swear allegiance to this traitor Millie. You could have those guys. We'll start our own military. We'll do our own taxes, our own money. Let's separate from these corrupt Marxist Soviet scum. Because I'm tired of pretending they're Americans. Especially when they're all dolled up in their costumes, pretending to be generals. Thanks for the call. That's just a fact. Scum of the earth. Now we got to pretend this idiot's a military. He's part of the military intelligence. Hmm. You mean the one that uh, made the Taliban's, gave him a country and trillions of dollars? That one? Yeah, that's the one. Steve on the south side. Don't you know, brother, change has come to America. Yeah, we got Women this. are men, yeah. <laughs> and cabinet members can be registered or unregistered foreign agents. We really don't care. I mean, I think this is treason. What do you think, Steve? Absolutely. Absolutely. If it walks like a duck, if it quacks like a duck, it is a duck. There you go. And I didn't even investigate. I'd like to see a forensic audit of Millie's assets. That would be interesting. Maybe we should have a hearing. Stu in Deerfield. Beautiful, beautiful town, Deerfield. How are you, Stu? All right, Stu got bored with me. All right, sorry, Stu. Love Deerfield, though. Beautiful place. Stanley in his car. Hey, I have an article that I saved. The Wall Street Journal, uh, I believe it's a Thursday, August the 7th, 1987. It said that there uh, were 20,000 GIs left behind Soviet lines, and the government never did a thing about it. So you can look it up. Wait, behind Soviet lines? You mean the Soviets? Yes. You mean in Vietnam? No, no, this is from World War II. Oh, from World War II. They kept them as spoils of war. It's in the Wall Street Journal. Well, the Soviets I were our allies, that. remember? He was supposed to be Uncle Joe. He had good hair. Remember FDR, the America, the first, one of the first yeah. American Marxists to rule over the country? I thought he, he liked oh, yeah. Uncle he Joe, so, so they just kept our guys? Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. Fair yeah. enough. Remember in Look Vietnam, the POW move? They had yeah. left the POWs. Remember all that? Yeah. 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 Stanley, what are you going to do, brother? These are the guys making the charge. But, I'm, you know, 
Hey, the, Millie That's still. The first time it's would, happened. If if Millie had hey, called um, the North Vietnamese prime minister or whatever the hell they called their dictator, would that be treason? If he called the Cambodian dictating murderer scum, would that be treason? If he called Hitler yeah, in World War II, would that be treason? It's treason then. It's treason now, Stanley. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it. George, Moni. Hey, Sean. How come if you, you a, a gun is, you know, they track a gun. If you sell a gun to the wrong guy and he kills somebody in Chicago, you're on the hook for it. But somehow you can give thousands of guns to the Taliban and you're a hero? You got to call them freedom fighters, and then and then and then you become elected to the Senate like Joe Biden over and over and over again, and then you become the vice president, and then you wouldn't believe it. Right when you lose your mind and you can't get out of a room without an exit sign and a nurse pointing at the door, you become the president. You got to love the Democrat Party. The dumber, the more corrupt, the scummier you are, the higher up you go. It's fascinating. Yeah. And then you know what? Well, Mill, I'll tell you what. Millie doesn't ever have to worry about being mentioned in the same sentence with Patton and Schwarzkopf and Stonewall Jackson and Sherman or any of those none, guys. You know? None of these leaders for this 20-year war do. They're all scum. They're all the ones who sat by while Joe Biden's brother got the housing contract. They're all ones that are bought and paid for by Halliburton, Lockheed Martin. This general, this treason, is brought to you by Lockheed Martin. Make sure you buy your stock. Don't forget to get the calls because we're going back in. And don't worry, this time he promises he won't call the enemy. 312-642-5600. You would think that by now these lying rats would have some shame or some embarrassment of their failures and their corruption, but they don't. They come right out, sometimes dressed in the wrong gender's clothing. They come right out, and they brag about what a great job they did. Watching this debacle of our Secretary of State. By the way, Scott, I'm sure, I don't know for certain, but I'm, I'm willing to bet virtually everything I have that he's got way better legs than the Duchess of Chaffington, Hillary Clinton. And he's just as soft-handed and just as effeminate. Anthony Blinken, shark eyes who got to this position because he used to be Joe Biden's lapdog. He can't wait to lie to the American people. Do you feel that the United States of America has abandoned our citizens? No, absolutely not. Uh, on the contrary, on the contrary. Thank you very much. We've made it. I appreciate, appreciate your, your responses. Uh, and with that, I yield back. On the contrary. So one of the hardest things to, to watch in this failure is the thought of just the Hundreds of thousands of military veterans who went there the way all of our warriors go to fight for principles that the people who send them are directly opposed to. They, they fight for the American way of life. They fight for freedom, for your freedom, for your liberty. The whole time, unfortunately, it has appeared through history that they've been blindfolded by patriotism, by the flag. And the people who lead them are the guys like Blinken, the scum like Joe Biden and the rest of the Democrat cohorts and the corrupt. So when you have the chance to have an Army veteran who was elected as a representative like Stubbe, his name actually is, is um, Greg Stubbe, it's nice to see these young veterans that come up and they, 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 they go through the mill of politics. They, they wade in the corruption of the RNC, and they win sometimes much to the chagrin of, of the Republican hierarchy, like Mitch McConnell. 
and the rest of the the uh, corporatist frauds pretending to be the opposition to the Democrat mafia when the reality is they're just the cohorts. So he um, he wanted to call out Shark Eyes Blinken, and I thought it was worth you listening to. Uh, Mr. Blinken, even in your opening statement, you can't be honest with the American people. You stated, and I quote, that by January 2021, the Taliban was in its strongest military position since 9-11. I'm pretty sure their strongest military position has been during your entire administration, not prior to it. In fact, their strongest military position since the towers were hit in 2001 was this past September 11th, the 20th anniversary, all of which happened on your watch, not your predecessors. In fact, on April 27th of this year, days before the original deadline negotiated by the Trump administration that you and the Biden administration violated, the Taliban controlled 77 districts in Afghanistan. The Afghan government controlled 129, and there were 194 contested districts. By August 15th, while you and Biden were on vacation, the Taliban had taken and controlled 304 districts, and the government only controlled 37. From May to August of this year, while you, the Department of Defense, and the president did absolutely nothing, the Taliban gained 227 districts in Afghanistan in just four months. You can't claim ignorance to what was going on there, and you can't blame the Trump administration for your failure. I served in Iraq, and I'm well aware of our capabilities. Your administration in the White House was seeing in real time what was happening in Afghanistan, and you did absolutely nothing to stop it. In fact, you did what you could to conceal the facts. Biden himself tried to get President Ghani to lie about what was happening on the ground. Biden told Ghani that, quote, the perception around the world and in parts of Afghanistan, I believe, is that things aren't going well in terms of the fight against the Taliban. And there's a need, whether it's true or not, there's a need to project a different picture. That was on July 23rd, before all of you went on vacation. So you knew exactly what was going on there and did nothing to start moving our people out or our SIVs out until it was too late and the Taliban controlled the entire nation. The only way it makes sense is if you knowingly wanted to benefit the Taliban. But go figure where Greg Stubbe's from. You're not going to believe it. Florida. It's right. And what do you think the odds of a Greg Stubbe being elected to the Democrat mafia beaten slave called the Illinois voter? You think that Greg Stubbe would have been elected in Illinois? Do we have a Greg Stubbe in Illinois? Is there one Republican congressman in Illinois that speaks this truth to power? Do we have one? No. We've got to go along to get along. So that's why I say you've got a decision to make, and it's a sad one, and I'm, 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 I'm sorry. It's a sad one. But either you make certain that the people who are in control of the Illinois Republican Party, you know the ones whose brothers are lobbyists, whose wives own the gaming rooms, the ones who tout a, a sad situation in their marital life to pretend that they're Republicans versus, well, they endorsed Joe Biden, by the way. That's my favorite. Pat Brady endorsed Joe Biden for president. And you wonder why we don't have represent, representatives like this. And you wonder why you're, you're drowning in the quicksand of corruption and failure in the Democrat mafia. It's because... We don't have politicians like this, and only politicians like this, of this, this principled position in Americanism, are going to fight off tyrants and the American future of Democrat mafia rule. That's why when I, when I reflect on that speech on Thursday, it doesn't matter if we're talking about Talabadistan, formerly Afghanistan, 
doesn't matter if you're talking about how could you constantly tax people while you're still spending and still the corruption and the idea that any of your policy is based in anything other than extortion and penalty for those people who are good at being an American. When you watch this socialism, this Marxism, this Fourth Reich rise to power in America, it's crucially important you understand there are places that are pushing back against this tyranny. First, Governor DeSantis out with a new warning against President Biden's vaccine mandate. He says any city or county who mandates it could face a $5,000 fine. We're talking millions of dollars in fines could be issued across the state. Now, see, in Florida, there are counties that are run by the Democrat mafia. They're the, they're the ones where the voter fraud happens. They're the corrupt ones. Um, Broward, Miami-Dade. One by Tallahassee. There's a couple of Democrat mafia ones, one by Tampa. And they're the same characters, by the way. They're all the, the New York and the Chicago mobsters who come down and go into politics. But for the most part, the people support what he's doing, even if they're pro-vaccine. Because what he's doing is he's saying, if you dare force anybody to do anything, you're going to pay the state of Florida 5000 per fine. Think about all the nurses out there who are forced to get the vaccine, even though for one reason or another, they don't want it. All the municipal workers, all the policemen, all the firemen, all of the government controlled people. You know what's funny? They don't want to mandate the vaccine for people on welfare. After all, those are your slaves. That's your base. They're the ones who actually work for you. Force it on them. Start with them first. But what's nice is if you do that in a state like this, like Florida, there's pushback to that. And you're with us tonight. I'm Matt Austin. And I'm Lisa Bell. The governor slammed the president's plan that requires employers with more than 100 workers to require vaccines. News 6's Lauren Cervantes is diving into this issue for us. And Lauren, leaders in one county are already responding to the threat of fines. Yeah, I spoke with Mayor Jerry Demings with Orange County now just two weeks away from their deadline that requires employees to be vaccinated. And as of an announcement this morning by Governor Ron DeSantis, we are learning that this is a mandate that could end up costing the county millions. If a government agency in the state of Florida uh, forces uh, a vaccine as a condition to employment, that violates Florida law. And you will face... The people are cheering next to how the reports are that they're hating. And you will face a $5,000 fine for every single violation. And so if you look at uh, places here um, in Alachua County, like the city of Gainesville, I mean, that's millions and millions of dollars potentially in fines. Orange County, many, many more than that. Governor Ron DeSantis announcing fines for cities and counties mandating employees get vaccinated. And by the way, I was here last year when he made certain seniors at the high risk were had accessibility to vaccinations, had all the vaccinations that they wanted. In fact, we were the highest, Florida, but when I say we, the highest vaccination of senior, seniors in the country, more than Illinois, more than New York, more than California. In fact, we have more people, more seniors, more people at risk than anywhere else. So he's pro-vaccine. He's vaccinated. What he's pushing back against is the tyranny. What our congressman was pushing back against was the failure and the corruption in Afghanistan. Until you get many, many states, and there are, Texas, you see that, 
with the idea that they want you to stop killing babies with a heartbeat and the pushback. In fact, I hear in all that it's a constitutional right. It's ingrained in the Constitution. I, I don't know, was it Madison or was it Jefferson who said, for all of you rats that want to kill your baby, we're going to put that in there, too. I can't remember who that was. But there is there is options. There are options for you. I'm not suggesting everybody come to Florida. I'm not, I'm not suggesting that. People can't. I have family members that can't. What I am showing you is that there are different places where there's a fight being put up. That's all. There's different places. And it's important because unless you fight the Fourth Reich, they're going to turn every damn state into the sewer of corruption that we live in. Called Illinois. The governor's office says the fines would be for each violation, meaning every person. Orange County is more. Wouldn't that be nice if you own the business? You had 100 employees, most of whom you knew and you liked. And some of them were guys that for one reason or another said, I, I don't really want to be forced to get it. And now your, your other choice is you can either, what, stick something up their nose every week or make them go get one, or you can fire them, or they can quit. Wouldn't it be nice if you had somebody who swore to uphold the Constitution, like Millie did, swore to fight against enemies, foreign and domestic, against the American principles of liberty, life, property, and unalienable rights of the individual. If you just had one or maybe two, Politicians that put up a fight like that. Wouldn't it be wonderful? 312 642 5600. I'll be back. All right. Let's go directly to the lines. Bill LaSalle County. Hey, thanks for taking my call, Sean. Uh, you, I don't know if anybody's mentioned it, but uh, Congress and senators and their legislative staff are exempt from Biden's vaccine mandate. Did you know that? I did. And you know what else they're exempt from? They were exempt from Obamacare. They're exempt from insider trading. In fact, what they're also exempt from is there's no penalty for them to create a political action committee in their own name, raise a bunch of money, and then spend it on anything they deem political. That's how they could actually donate to other politicians. They're exempt from all kinds of rules and laws that me and Bill and Kira and Joe would all go to prison for. Isn't that something? Yes. And that's why. Yes, you were talking about George. You were talking, excuse me, you were talking about George Orwell's 1984 the other day. Have you ever read Play Your Piano by Vonnegut? I love Vonnegut. I did not read that one, though. I'm going to tell you. No, but I will. Yeah, you need to read that one. You need to have a book club just like your uh, your movie club on Friday. All right, now listen, let me ask you a question, Bill. They didn't steal my term correctly identifying the American mafia Marxist as the Fourth Reich. Did they do that? Because that's all me. I came up with that on my own. Nobody stole it. I didn't steal it from anybody, right? Right. It's all about government control and growing up in Cicero Berwyn, just like Melrose Park, you make me laugh every day. Thank you very much. Melrose Park had better hairdos and better cars. Just saying, we were a little cleaner. Kira Elgin. Sean, I wanted to mention the Taliban. So the promos that you guys play on your radio station where President Obama says the United States killed Obama, uh, Osama bin Laden. Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, we're going to go in 20 seconds. Hurry up. Okay. He always says, I, 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 me, me, me. But this time he blames the United States for killing. And then who's in charge of the Taliban new government? All, the, all those guys we didn't kill. I'll be back after this.
From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Up until very recently, I'd say around 2008, I always thought that the rise of a Soviet, the rise of a Fourth Reich, the rise of an authoritarian dictator was unconstitutional. Jonathan Emord is the author of a new book, Authoritarians. He's also a lawyer. Here's the good part. Practicing constitutional law and administrative law, he began his career as an attorney in the FCC under President Ronald Reagan. Back then, we all thought this kind of rise of a Fourth Reich was unconstitutional. I wanted to bring Jonathan on to discuss what we all saw and what we see and what we're living with every day. How are you, Jonathan? Great. Thank you, Sean. How are you, my friend? Oh, Jonathan, I, I, I know, I th- I'm pretty sure we, we talked a few months ago. And um, yes. I have always been wondering, I thought with each more atrocity against the Constitution, against my unalienable rights. With each one, I keep thinking these band of lawyers like the Lone Ranger or Lone Ranger, are going to ride in on the white horse with the white hat and say, enough is enough. Please, this is no longer allowed in a constitutional republic. What are you guys doing? Yes, what are we doing? Well, we'll soon be suing the administration because of this OSHA order that uh, Biden is, is imposing on the nation. Um, a vast assumption of the power to make law by this president, 80 million plus, 17 million health care workers, all being required to be vaccinated or tested weekly uh, based on nothing more than the command of the president of the United States. There's no law that uh, mandates this, nor should there be, because vaccination is a police power within the authority of the states reserved to them. Uh, by the Constitution, not uh, there is no general police power for the federal government. So uh, I suspect there will be hundreds of lawsuits against the Biden administration as soon as this order issues from OSHA. It has yet to issue. So there is some hope that, in fact, there will be not only resistance by people who employ over 100 people, but there will be resistance from from certain politicians and states that are led by politicians who want to push back against this kind of tyranny. I mean, there's no other word for it. Um, In the meantime, I am so used to the corrupt judicial system, but you'll forgive me, I'm from Chicago, Illinois. Working in lockstep while these bureaucracies implement regulations that are disguised and accepted by the American ignoramus, as we call citizens, as law. Is there something, if you're in Illinois and you've got a 102-people company and you don't want to fire your friends and you don't want to force this kind of abuse on them, is there something they can do now? Yes, employers, employees, and states all will need to sue 
this is a what Biden has done, and you know the White House Chief of Staff Ron Klain uh, confessed the uh, the cheat or lie here when he said that this was an ultimate workaround for the federal government to require vaccinations, a workaround the Constitution he meant. Uh, by having OSHA do this with this order called an emergency temporary standard, he can avoid even a rulemaking and just promptly issue this order for 60 days, compelling all of the employers to abide by this requirement for their employees that they either be vaccinated or that they have uh, weekly testing. And this approach um, is draconian, very, very brutal. He did it with no flair or talent whatsoever. He condemned the unvaccinated and is pitting the vaccinated against the unvaccinated and is pitting employers against their employees and is going to cause massive economic disruption. But because of the costs of this, because this is going to be very hard on a number of companies and certainly on employees, and states that have already passed legislation in many states to forbid uh, mandatory vaccination, uh, they're going to be inundated with litigation. They're going to drown in litigation. There's going to be, I, I suspect there are going to be hundreds of suits and um, will clog the courts, and this will be an issue for many, many years. Um, but plainly, he doesn't meet the legal standard for issuance of this emergency uh, temporary standard, even uh, if it were constitutional. It really isn't because it's an assumption of legislative power by the executive, and it's also an assumption of police powers, which are not delegated in the Constitution of the federal government. But under that emergency temporary standard, he has to prove two things, and he can't prove either one. The first one is that all employees that are subject to this are exposed to a grave danger. Now, uh, that certainly doesn't apply to those with natural immunity who are uh, uh, imposed upon by this requirement, or those that work outside, work outside where there's virtually no transmission, or those who work at home. And the second part is that it's that it has to be uh, the the order has to be necessary to protect employees from the danger. Well, there are numerous other ways of protecting employees, not least of which is to expand telecommuting while people, more people work at home, uh, is to uh, allocate people into um, very heavily ventilated environments or outdoors, or um, is to simply have people who are, have natural immunity uh, work in those shifts where people need to be in closer quarters and have those that have not natural immunity and have not been vaccinated work in other positions. So there are ways of getting around uh, this logically, but the president would impose it upon everyone regardless of their circumstances with few exceptions. And this is a very cynical rule because at the very time he's condemning the unvaccinated and saying that everybody has to be vaccinated, he exempted the entire United States Post Office from this rule. So all the postal employees that go door to door every day are not subject to this. All illegal immigrants are not subject to this. Congress and its staff are not subject to it. The White House and its staff are not subject to this. The courts and their staffs are not subject to this. So welfare recipients, gross hypocrisy. You know, I, I, so much of this is unconstitutional to me, Jonathan. 
and I'm a layman, you'll have to excuse me, but I always thought that socialism itself was unconstitutional as I look at what we've faced over the last 10 years. And I look at the ways in which this concept of constitutional protection against government, and that's really what it is. The Constitution is to restrain government. And I see these abuses. You as a constitutional attorney, knowing how unmoored we are from those principles and how accepting of authoritarianism the American citizen is, and in some cases, in the American citizens, the mobocracy is incentivizing authoritarianism by, by our politicians. Can we get the idea of Americanism back, or are we forever on the defense? Because I, 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 I'm optimistic. You say we can win these wars. I hope you can when we take them on this, this one-at-a-time item line thing. But the reality is we're being assaulted by an agenda, political agenda, that as you were doing your book, The Authoritarians, I'm, I, I'm guessing you did a lot of research on authoritarians. Do you not agree with me that the American Democrat Party shares the 1936 Soviet Constitution intention and they're willing to use that fascism to get it by in America? Yes, uh, the Democrat Party has... So on the national level, has sold its soul to the socialists, and uh, this is the normal outgrowth of Hegelian socialism, collectivism, that arose in the United States, as I explain in my book, The Authoritarians, in the 1830s as a defense of the institution of slavery, was then uh, not extinguished by the 13th Amendment, getting rid of slavery, but was became popular then again in the progressive era with leading progressives who didn't want the strictures on power that were present in the Constitution to encumber their quest for a utopia, for a socialist utopia. So realizing that individual rights and uh, the limitations on power in the Constitution would not allow them to create a socialist state, they created the administrative state and combined legislative, executive, and judicial power in that state. Here we are today and uh, uh, roughly nine-tenths of all federal law is not the product of those we elect, but rather the product of the unelected heads of these agencies. And they are very much uh, dominated by socialist thinking. Uh, their whole process is authoritarian. As I explain in the book, you don't have a right to a trial by jury in an administrative court. You don't have, you're, you're accused until you prove yourself innocent. Uh, you don't have a right to confront your accusers. The federal rules of civil procedure and evidence do not apply. Um, the agency may change the charges against you all the way up to the time of decision, so you have no right to a frozen set of charges as you would in, in the court. You have no right of discovery against the government, but the government has endless right of discovery against you. How is the Constitution of the Fourth Amendment bans general warrants, but administrative agencies use general warrants against the public all the time and those that, that, that make, they make targets of their activity. This has been a wrecking ball destroying free enterprise for a very, very long time and ruining people's lives uh, when they have no moral culpability of any wrongdoing whatsoever. So yes, the, the socialist rise in the country is appalling, but what, what is uh, the, the bright light at the end of the tunnel out for us is that the person of Joe Biden is one who is a combination of ignorance and arrogance, and he has pushed this agenda with those Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer in the House and the Senate so far to the left 
and they have done such an appalling job of leadership, or lack of it, that they have offended most everybody in this country. And as a result, there's likely to be a swing back in the direction of the right, and certainly against them. Um, the ignominious withdrawal from Afghanistan, the, the absolute disgrace that that was, leaving behind Americans, leaving behind our allies, leaving behind SIVs and green card holders and Afghan allies, um, and giving all of that military hardware, $80 billion of it, uh, some of the most sophisticated in our arsenal, to the Taliban, known terrorists, and then treating the Taliban as our partners, and then begging them for the release of Americans, rather than having the troops get the Americans out. Uh, all of this has disgusted most Americans. Well, and then when you combine it with this thing, he tried to pivot away from that issue because it, it was destroying his poll numbers. And he latched on to one that he thought his base would like because the base had been polled and a majority of them, overwhelming majority, favored mandatory vaccination in the Democratic Party. But he, he's proceeded in such a boneheaded manner that he's offending everyone with that as well. And I suspect it'll kick his poll numbers down even lower. Well, I hope so. But you'll have to forgive me. I'm from Chicago, Illinois, where the waste, fraud and corruption are never enough for the American Marxists to stop voting for Democrats. Don't forget, we've got Lori Lightfoot and the necklace J.B. Pritzker to point to. But I wanted to ask you this. How is a bill that the people who voted on it haven't read it? Made up of 10,000 pages, made up of ambiguity. How is that constitutional when these scoundrels vote on this and they're paid and they're bribed? How has this corruption not been been squashed by the constitutional principles of me, of of the founding fathers of the documents? How can it be that we are just subjected to the whims of these political whores? We pretend they're representatives. And they're passing these omnibus bills of thousands upon thousands of pages, each one written by a smarmy Democrat lawyer meant to have the ambiguity to destroy us. How is any of this constitutional? Well, it isn't. Um, and it's accepted as such, and it has become a normative way of operating solely because those in power are willing to do it and want to do it. They have a financial, personal, and political interest in having it done this way, and that's really horrendous. Um, the solution to this problem is dependent upon us, and it's dependent upon American people understanding, as Ronald Reagan explained so many years ago, that we are but one generation away from the loss of our liberties, and unless we vigorously uh, defend them and insist upon them, we will lose them. James Madison explained that the Constitution would be but a parchment barrier against the evil wiles of uh, designing men and measures. And so, uh, yes, we have a Constitution, but it's as uh, Judge Ginsburg in the D.C. Circuit has said, a Constitution in exile, where all the power-limiting provisions have been defeated by both judicial interpretation, but also by the bold acts of Congress and presidents to override those protections of the people's liberties 
and insinuate themselves into every aspect of our lives. This is clearly beyond the plain and intended meaning of the Constitution. There's a thing in the Constitution, Article 4, Section 4. It guarantees a Republican form of government in the states. The federal government guarantees that the states shall have a Republican form of government. The same provision allows for the calling out of the militia uh, to put down insurrection or rebellion in the states where the Republican form of government is threatened. Here we had those instances all across the country, still do, of Antifa and BLM rioting and destruction of private property, burning of buildings, destruction of churches, uh, even murder. And we have these Soros-backed DAs who are refusing to prosecute. You've got a governor, or excuse me, a mayor in Chicago, Lightfoot, who refuses to take seriously her, her duty of protecting the citizens of Chicago from violence that's so rampant that you can count every single day as a day of a loss of lives, particularly of the youth in Chicago, and there's no accountability. Well, uh, that's a violation of this precept of a defense of a Republican form of government. They've given up the Republic. They've given up that defense. If only we and so what should happen is that we should invoke the Insurrection Act and oh. go in and send the federal troops in and take these uh, areas that are in a state of lawlessness and rioting and suppress that. And it's not enough that we arrest people when the courts don't work. We're going to have to take out some of these people who are engaged in active violence. We're going to have to mean it and suppress this rebellion, or we will lose our Well, country. we're going to sue them for now, Jonathan. We're going to sue them, and uh, we're going to take their cars and, and the wheels and then all the upgrades, and then we're going to sell it. We don't know what we're going to do with the money, but she's going to fix us. She'll, she'll fill us in on that later. I want to thank you for joining me. You always make me feel good, and I love the idea that there are still constitutional <laughs> attorneys out there. So, Jonathan E. Mord, keep it up, and I always look for you in townhall.com. Is there anywhere else you're writing? Uh, also, PJ Media. Wonderful. Jonathan, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. Take care. I appreciate it. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. I have to tell you, I enjoy speaking to people who understand the principles of what the Constitution is. It's a restraint on government. I can't honestly think of one area where the American government is restrained. I can't think of one totalitarian action they are unable to take. The idea that we are really discussing whether or not I have the right to decide what goes into my body or my options are lose my job or lose my freedom. I, I'm, I'm put in this position by an American government. It is astonishing to me. And I think back the entire time I'm talking to Jonathan Emord. This is a lawyer who was, lives his life loving the law as our shield. And you focus on what the incompetent frauds want law to be. You focus on the things that their technocrats say with just such confidence that when they mandate, mandate a vaccine, they're being too easy on us. Well, I think the president is, is, is you know, being s somewhat moderate in his demand, if you want to call it that. 
in that there are some people who really don't want to get vaccinated, but they don't want to lose their job. You've got to give them people who want to be free over their person. People who think when they make money, they should be unrestrained. And how comfortable we all are with the idea that these corrupt misfits, these political whores, can somehow deliver us to utopia. And I realize if you depend on Democrats to correct themselves, you'll be living in that sewer like the ones that they always rule over, whether it's New York, New Jersey, California. And then I think about what Jonathan E. Moore, if he had the opportunity to talk to Ronald Reagan and what Ronald Reagan stood for as a president, what he said, what he believed about freedom and liberty. We're at war with the most dangerous enemy that has ever faced mankind in his long climb from the swamp to the stars. And it's been said if we lose that war and in so doing lose this way of freedom of ours, history will record with the greatest astonishment that those who had the most to lose did the least to prevent its happening. He's talking about the war against the American Democrat. The American Democrat is yesteryear's Soviet, yesteryear's Marxist. This Fourth Reich is the Third Reich without the Hugo Boss uniforms, and that's it. This is when you have to start thinking and talking like a constitutionalist. And stop entertaining the American subversive, the American saboteur, the enemy of American principles as a political party in America. And identify them for the communist, Marxist, socialist, fascistic, Fourth Reich they are. That's what they need to be called. 312-642-5600. 5600. I'm taking John in Tinley Park. Is it John or Jonathan? Uh, John's fine. <laughs> All right. How are you, John? I'm okay, Sean. Hey, uh, obviously, you know, there's a lot of things that uh, we don't like, we don't agree with, we want to change. Uh, we can't rely on our civil servants or the federal government. But what is exactly our call to action? You know, so here's my thing. I, was, I can't even go to a concert and enjoy myself. I'll be honest. It's ridiculous. <laughs> so so to me, what's our common enemy? No matter how rich you are, no matter how old you are. Our domestic enemies. Our, our foreign well, our enemies. Enemy, our common enemy is time. Oh, we, we're a finite being. Human beings only live for X amount of time. Depending on how you treat yourself and different things you cannot control, you don't know what that time is. So what's the call to action? I love this question. Because it's different for everybody normally. But I don't think it is now. I refuse to buy in to the game of Republican versus Democrats without realizing they share the same banker. I think you have to, you and I, I recognized it and I made myself very uncomfortable. I recognize the hopelessness that we face. You and I have that common thing because our, unfortunately, our, nation, our state was destroyed by one political philosophy. Destroyed. The philosophy that we were turning to, to push back against it, has, has double-crossed us, the Illinois Republican. So I listened to those guys in the South, like uh, Darren Bailey yesterday. It's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking to think of all of the people like you 
all of the people in Elmhurst, all of the people in Melrose Park that are not part of the Democrat mafia. What are your options? They're not easy, John. But, you know, freedom isn't easy. To me, take out every dollar from your house and buy somewhere that you're comfortable that fights for you. You know what I picked. I feel bad even saying it over and over and over again. But I'm sorry. I'm right. No, I got it. We consider that. I'm just saying this is four more years of BS and, you know. You yeah, have to, you have to be realize. Moving, but you still got the federal government that's going to crap on your state. So you have to realize. your government, you know. But you have to realize that your costs, your inflation, your everything, the devaluation of your dollar is a federal macro problem. That the debt has never been higher. The, the lack of opportunity to work your way out has never been greater. But it can be done. But these are individual. But the, the choice, number one, is have enough respect for yourself to not take it anymore. To just not take it anymore. And it's hard because we're all in different circumstances. What I did is very uncomfortable. I'm missing my niece's birthday. I love my niece. Three kids, the whole of I do this all the time. I've been doing this seven years. It's very uncomfortable. But I also have done well doing it because I recognize that my quality of life, although I miss my niece, my quality of life, the respect for the money I earn is better because I made it better. So it's not an easy answer. But there are no easy answers. Only a salesman, only a con man, only a Democrat has an easy answer. You heard him. What are you going to do to stop the gangs? Instead of arresting them, we're going to sue them. Oh, okay. What are you going to do to bring back businesses? Uh, Kwame Raul, we're going to have a, a, a political committee. Oh, okay. That should make things good. So if you continue to just stick that knife in the, in the light socket and pretend that the answers are going to be different, you're wrong. You've got to recognize failure and you've got to correct it. And that's not easy. It's hard, it's heartbreaking, you're lonely, you, you miss people. But how do you set things up for your generations, your future? What are your kids going to look at you in 50 years? In 50 years, when you're an old man, laying on the bed, waiting for a union nurse to change your Biden diaper, what is your kid going to say? I wish to God, Dad, you would have done something different. I never want that. So it's not an easy answer, brother. But there, anybody that gives you an easy answer is telling you a lie anyway, John or Jonathan. Thank you very much for the call. Does it make sense? Thank you. Uh, yeah, except the old people who can't move. <laughs> yeah, but, then, but those old people got you, right? My in-laws, I'm going to tell you something. I love them. I love my in-laws, like my own mother. I'm going to drag them down here kicking and screaming. I am. My mother-in-law and my father-in-law, right by the shirt collar, they're coming with me. And I'm going to make it happen. And if they don't want to do it, I'll make enough money to do it myself. And I'll say, here, Ma, here's your house. Because that's what we do. Take care of our own. Because here's the other thing. If you stay there. Your electric's going to go up. All the rest of it's going to go up. And you're going to be told it's for your own good by the very politicians, these corporatist scum like Exelon, like ComEd. They're going to continue to vote your money to them. ComEd's parent company, Exelon, will get a new multi-million dollar subsidy to keep operating nuclear plants. It threatened to shut down permanently beginning today. Who voted for that? Which one of you voted for that? You're already subsidizing these corrupt bastards. They own the Illinois Democrat Party who just voted a billion. What are you going to do? You're going to take it? I'm not going to take it. It's hard for me to tell you not to take it. I understand. It's dangerous. But what's the alternative? You go to California and you become one of those where you think you're going to recall your governor and by hook or by crook. They're going to stay in there. Court and Rick, this is quite a story. Good question. What is going on? 
We spoke with several concerned voters here in the West San Fernando Valley who believe something wonky had been going on at places like El Camino Real Charter High School in Woodland Hills. This place opened up as an early polling location, open 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. daily, but several people tell us they showed up to vote this morning in the special California governor recall election and were told that computers showed they had already cast their ballots. That's called the Chicago Democrat way, baby. And what happens? They vote the increases. They vote away your property values. They vote up your taxes as your property implodes. They vote up all the costs, and their federal actions create the inflation. So protect yourself. There's no universal answer. There's no blanket answer for individual problems. But you know what the answer is. You just got to have the courage to listen to yourself. Have the courage to listen to yourself. Make yourself uncomfortable. Make things better for the generations by guaranteeing they're not going to live under this Democrat mafia rule. 312-642-5600. I promise, Catherine, I'll take you first when I get back. Do you remember the XL pipeline debacle of the flaccid fascist killed it? 21 states sued the Biden administration. Now, they were led by Texas and Montana, but there were other plaintiffs. Any one of those states has already set the precedent to fight back against the flaccid fascist and the mafia Marxists. Any one of those states, your quality of life would be better. I mean, it's not an easy answer, but listen to me. What's the alternative? The alternative is you keep just ignoring it, because that's what we're doing now. You're just ignoring it. Catherine, Western Burbs. Good evening, Sean. Uh, I have a couple of things. I was going to agree with uh, Timmy Park. I forgot the guy's name. Uh, Jonathan we're gonna or John. All be, uh, Go ahead. Okay. We're going to all be under the group of the federal government. And um, as a, a recovering attorney, and I've talked to you before through your business, mm-hmm. I will not practice in this state, yet I'm ashamed that um, with all these big name, big dollar law firms, and we know, we know how they're enmeshed. With uh, the powers that be, I am ashamed that no one has really stepped up for us, at least on the statewide basis. Mm-hmm. And um, the other thing, which I see online, I see uh, in other uh, countries, the people are getting up and going and protesting. Yeah, I think I that's don't know if wimps. I don't know for wimps. I don't know for passive. I don't know for satisfied. I just don't understand. But uh, nothing's changing. And the last of it all, to kind of wrap it all up, does anybody say that the elephant in the room is um, that there's been a coup and uh, we kind of just faltering here now, adding at straws for this and that and trying to imagine or fantasize with the legal system? But there's always an upside. Ultimately, when you strip away all of the nonsense, when you strip away all of the news, there's always the upside that liberty is in fact what the nation is built on. And sooner or later, Catherine, it will, it will not be denied. So that's very important to realize. And there's another thing you can do. You can economically secede. Stop enriching people that hate you. Separate yourself from the American Marxist. Identify the Democrat Party for what it is, the Fourth Reich. Call it out into the sunlight. Show everybody. Thank you, by the way, for the call, Catherine. Show everybody that every policy they have 
is steeped in absolute unmitigated fascism and force. Every single one is about extortion, intimidation, coercion, manipulation, and the idea that you must, you must accept their dictate every single time. In America, that is illegal. So sue the living hell out of them if you can't. Besides, what are you going to do? They're going to take your money anyway. You might as well use it to fight them off. I suggest you first establish yourself or the idea you can hedge yourself by not going bankrupt. Take your money out of the houses that they're going to destroy and have destroyed the value anyway. Between the lack of equity, between the taxation, between the ridiculous and and the fact you have no services to turn to that are really up to your standards, make yourself uncomfortable. Take the equity out. You don't have equity in Illinois anyway. You just got money the government hasn't figured out how to take yet. Don't worry. They're working on it. They're voting on bills that are tens of thousands of pages that not a one of them read. Yet look at how many of them are so confident in going out and selling you this boondoggle. That boondoggle is not utopia. That boondoggle is slavery. Now their constituents are comfortable with slavery. You could see it. They're lost in the hopelessness in the feudalism of being a constituent of a Democrat mafia politician. You don't have to be. There's still time. 21 states. Pick one. They fought back. And make sure that those states do not accept the American Marxists as an alternative. They're not an alternative. Go to those states. Do you think as an American uh, conservative, as an American principled person, your vote matters more in Illinois? or than it does in any one of these other 21 states. Now our only question is, what is the excuse that they're going to come up with to say how Newsom retained his position of power? Because they've rigged the vote, so you need to go to a state where your vote matters and you can shore up voter integrity. That's the first rule. We'll talk about that and more tomorrow. I'll be back in 21 hours. Thank you.